Hello everyone! Hello! I'm Tony. And I'm Natalie. And we are the Lazy Book Lovers! Featuring baby! <laughs> featuring plus our mini podcaster who will be in almost every episode from oh, now on. Oh, we need like to introduce her with a podcast name. Oh yeah, we need to have a little tiny tally. Tiny tally! Tally Junior. <laughs> I should have called her Natalie Junior. Oh my god, you should have. That was my son's suggestion. Sorry, <laughs> on your collar too. Oh, <laughs> Thank babe, Juliet, Tiny Tally has been decorating her mum. Mm, I love Vommy. Thank you. She's like, <laughs> so this is part two of the reading update. <laughs> You're gonna join in with this episode, aren't you? <laughs> she is awake this time, but you know what, guys. If you love us, you love the chaos. She wants so, to talk about books. Yeah, she's read a lot of good books lately. Yeah. Um, lots of important books. Yeah, she's been listening to all the audios with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And all the smart mummy read <laughs> was pregnant. Yeah. She's like, I know my way around the smarts book or two. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you. So, should we jump right in? No tangenting? Yeah, we can do this. Oh. We did a, a huge tangent last week. Go read Yeah, yourself. just go listen to that. That's an update on everything that's been going on. It's it's the same day in our yeah. timeline. So, I'll jump right in with... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, get to the point. Come on, guys. I've been in this strange house for like a day now. <laughs> you tell the cat to go away. <laughs> the cat just wanted what's it. Yeah. So I read Zodiac Academy up to book seven, which is all that's out at the moment. Book eight is coming out soon. So that is by Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Valenti. You mm. read the first one, haven't I read you? the first one. Right, so I've got the names of all the books that are out at the moment. I'm going to be picking up the second one Oh, God, soon. they're good. Yeah. The Awakening, Ruthless Fae, The Reckoning, Shadow Princess, Cursed Fates, Fated Throne, Heartless Sky... So the seventh is Heart of the Sky. I thought you were going to say more then. Originally it was going to be eight, but then now it's nine now. Isn't yeah. It? Mm. I really enjoyed this. It's one of those series that is just fun. It just is what it is. It's a good read. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't expect anything like genre breaking. No. It's just a fun it's fantasy. Someone... Yeah, loves the genre. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who loves the genre, you can really, really tell. Basically, I would say basically, and then I summarise the entire, like, in detail. (laughs) 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tori and Darcy are our main characters. They are twins. They are in the human realm when suddenly... Hashtag not like other girls. Yeah. (laughs) They are foster kids who have been in and out of the system... Um, and they are at the point where it finishes uh, when they leave the human realm in a crappy apartment they're renting together they're just scraping by Tori is stealing things to keep them fed basically and like motorbikes and stuff not like apples from the market (laughs) (laughs) like she's stealing high-end motorbikes she's boosting them selling them on that's the point at which some very handsome fey man appears and is like hey come with me and they're like no and then he uses what's called coercion um, which if you don't have any mental blocks, like magical mental blocks, you can't fight that. 
I like how at the beginning, like when he comes to pick them up, mm. he is quite like stern, mm. but he's likable. Yeah. But then he's not likable for the rest of the first book. <laughs> Well, he's just a grumpy guy, yeah, he's and that so grumpy. It, for the rest of the books that does not go. He is just a grumpy person by nature, yeah. and he doesn't go through this whole revelation of like liking people. He's just around people all the time against his will, and it's so funny later on because some of the other the like I'll get to the heirs in a second, but like some of the other heirs start to like form bonds with him, and he's just like so reluctant, and. <laughs> especially Seth. Seth is like, we're best friends! And he's like, no! no leave me alone! <laughs> Seth, so many thoughts on these airs. Mm, they get better, trust me, okay? Trust me in this, you're gonna love them. This is why the writing's really clever, you love them. No, you will, you say this. And when I was seeing memes about the other airs, I was like, oh god, these airs are horrible. You will love them. At the minute, the only They're one evil. that I don't dislike is Caleb, because mm-hmm. he just kind of is there. Yeah. He doesn't, I mean, Tony's going to explain stuff. Yeah. He allows the bullying to happen, but he's not really a part of it. No. So, okay. But I'm going to let Tony finish explaining, because yeah. I've just interrupted loads. That's all right. <laughs> so, they get taken to this world, and then they're just, like, told, oh, yeah, by the way, you're the lost princesses of the kingdom. Uh, you you might be really powerful. We don't know. And then they're, like, taken to this thing called the Awakening, which is everyone of a certain age gets awoken, and their powers get awoken. And then they find out um, what powers they have. So there's air, earth, wind, and fire. I and the band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you get fight you basically you might have one element or you might have two and or three is like very, very powerful and they end up very having rare. Yeah, very rare. And then they end up having all four. Now, because they are the lost princesses, after their father the king died, a council of heirs ruled in their place. A council of the celestial council ruled in their place. And their heirs so the people who will take their parents' places on the council have been brought up that they're going to rule. And Faye are very much survival of the fittest. Mm. If you can't fight, then you can't, you die, basically. Yeah. Like, you know, you have to fight for your place, your hierarchy, your rank. And the more powerful you are, obviously, the more status you have, that kind of thing. And the celestial heirs are the most powerful. They've been brought up to rule. They're so arrogant. They are very arrogant. They're very entitled. They're very spoilt. They've been brought up with this. They, you know, that they have the divine right to rule because they've been brought up into it. And then suddenly these two girls come along who are very powerful and could, they're not by default going to get the throne. They have to earn it. So they have to... They have to like survive the the reckoning is like a test but that's it's Ah. actually i told you that's a bit of a letdown when we get to Ah. it yeah but basically one day these two guys are going to have to challenge them and in doing so when they win that challenge they would give them the throne back essentially yeah and neither of them want the throne no not in the beginning they want the money that Mm. comes with their heritage they want their heritage is in terms of the money the money the house the security no the first book no they don't. They, they could not care less. They're like, oh, we just want a roof over our heads and three meals a day yeah. and money because they get and access then, to their accounts. They get a stipend while they're at school. Yeah, and Tories like spending it. Up. Yeah. Um, and so they arrive at school, and the Celestials are like real pissed about it and are immediately challenging them, like they've been taught to do as Fae. But these girls have not been brought up in the Fae world, and they're just like, leave us the fuck alone. What's your problem? Yeah. So you obviously that you get to learn about the world mm. with them, alongside them. So everyone just expects them to understand all the rules of the world. Mm-hmm. 
and they have no clue at all. And like, there's no one who cares about taking the time to teach them because again, it's survival of the fittest. Either they figure it out and learn and adapt, or they don't. Yeah, they die, or they go back to the human realm, or whatever. Um, <clears throat> so it's very much over time the girls come to terms with the fact they have to fight they go from coming terms to it to wanting to fight to actually up straight up just being but bad asses like as it goes on because just because they're powerful doesn't mean they automatically understand how to use these powers yeah in fact like when they're learning like fire mm. they can't like their fire's out of control yeah because they they're too powerful yeah um, um yeah so like at the beginning they just want the money mm -hmm. um and then darcy especially starts thinking well actually i want to learn the magic as well i want yeah. to feel powerful with yeah the magic. It, tori takes much longer to admit it but she not only enjoys being in that school she enjoys the power she I enjoys the friends they're making even though they're all friends she would not have if darcy didn't make them because darcy's a lot more it's a bit more soft but a bit more approachable and Tori's always been the hard one defending the both of them and Darcy's like arc over these books is great by the way oh. because she comes out of her shell and then she ends up being quite she almost she becomes Tori's defender like it, it, oh. it it's really good she gets to a point in, where she's like Tori you need to stop stepping in in the first book um can I can yeah. I go off on a tangent mm. of the first book I've only read the first book so far in the first book, they keep alluding, so Darcy has blue in her hair, mm. and they keep alluding to it as this big thing, and the whole way through, I was like, I bet it's not even that dramatic. And when it was revealed, I was like, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. It's not that deep. No. All right, then. <laughs> like, whereas Tori's backstory is, like, which, straight up nearly being drowned. barely gets alluded to the yeah. whole way through. She has, like, this whole thing, and Darcy's is just like... Is it a spoiler? I mean, I guess technically it's a spoiler. The blue hair but... is basically because some boy was mean to her. Yeah. Um, so she dyes her hair blue so as a she reminder, never trusts anyone again. It's never trust. All right, then. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was the one I was annotating mm. for the round robin. And every time it mentioned about her blue hair, I was writing next to it like, I bet this isn't even impressive. And when it got to it, I was like, oh, Okay, right. so I think that this is made to be a bigger thing so it could be shoehorned into what it becomes later. Yeah. Because the the love interest her love interest who i think i don't know if it's a spoiler to say who he is do you know yet i think okay so i think no i don't know I don't all right know. okay yeah i'm not gonna tell you i know one's with a teacher and one's with a bully i think she's the one that's gonna be with a teacher and i'm assuming it's tori uh, tori's gonna be with the bully and I'm assuming that the teacher is um, the grumpy teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he, like, starts to call her Blue, originally to take the piss. Yeah. And then it ends up becoming quite affectionate nickname. Um, and then... When, when that gets... Okay, this is going to be spoilers. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. When her hair... Because it just... It's fine. You can read it. It's fine. Mm. When her hair gets chopped off and she mm -hmm. loses the blue. And he's just like, how will I be able to tell you apart? Just, like, makes a joke of it. Yeah. Like, oh, um, so... Yeah, when she eventually regrows that hair in the next book, she ends up dyeing it completely blue. And it's this whole thing of, like... Because she doesn't re-dye it at first, she just regrows it and then turns up with these, like, luscious locks. And he keeps getting the sisters confused. It genuinely does happen that no one can tell them apart anymore. They start texting back and forth. And he's like, blue or green, what are you going to do? And then he says, if you dye it blue, I know, like, this you want... You, this is real. Like, you and me. Like, he starts to hint over time. So... Vampires basically, 
when they draw blood from someone, they take their power. Yeah, there's like a lot about what type of I don't know order form it, it is. Yeah. So basically, you, you get powers from. De- there's yeah. a lot to it. Actually. Yeah, there's a lot of depth in this one. Mm. So not only do you have like what element you are which is like your Hogwarts house yeah basically (laughs) there's your order form which is what type of creature you can transform into and that has different ways of siphoning magic to replenish your stores of magic yeah so So in the beginning we don't know yeah I still don't know what the girls are their order forms come really late actually I assume sirens but they're not sirens no but like yeah sirens can manipulate emotions and they feed off emotions vampires it's from blood dragons it's from gold oh yeah when he's just like when he's just hugging gold yeah i know it's hilarious um so yeah Um, depending on your order form you draw water you you can draw it from water like wherever when i was reading i just have to i'm just yeah but i'm just gonna do this this is just my fault yeah i was reading it because i recently read it when they go to that little field and they see the unicorns and they're all like (laughs) and the unicorn comes over and starts rubbing literally i wrote next to it this is a person isn't it (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they start rubbing against her chest, I'm like, that's a hundred. Because when sooner when the other person's like, <laughs> they don't know. Get they're away so, from yeah. them. And they carry on stroking so dense. <laughs> but like the so so the unicorn. Really funny, the there's some the series, fun. It's yeah. really funny. That's when they're really fun. The unicorns get their magic replenished from clouds and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> so like sometimes they're like, oh man, I'm all juiced up. I just th- flew through a rainbow, and it's said like completely seriously, and it's so funny um uh, yeah and then um so they have to go to like extra classes to try and find out what order they are yeah because the, the two main characters don't know what order they are so they, um, and they don't do hang out with these other creatures <laughs> so funny when they're with the wolves and the oh, wolves and are take all... them to the middle of nowhere <laughs> and then just abandon them yeah and like wolves are quite physically affectionate because they're pack animals so they're like rubbing all over each other yeah. and tori is just like not don't touch don't do touch <laughs> Um, so anyway, he and then the vampires will claim like the most powerful fae as their source. Yeah. So Seth, not Seth, Caleb, who is one of the celestial heirs, claims uh, Tori quite early on, and then Darcy is claimed by the professor as his source. Yeah. So they will just randomly go up and bite them yeah. to take all their, and, and then they they like siphon off all of Tori and um, Darcy's magic. So yeah. they Like have to replenish it. But they don't. They do replenish it, but they haven't yet worked out how they replenish. Yeah, it's so really clever how that ends up being resolved. So, Professor Orion has like made Darcy his source, um, and he uses that as a pretense to be alone with her quite a lot. Yeah. And this is where we get like some good scenes. And like it, Caleb and um, Orion have like a bit of a weird thing because they're both powerful vampires. Yeah. So like technically, Caleb has to bow to um, Orion because he's a professor. But Caleb's an heir. And he's so, more powerful. Yeah, it's kind of really awkward. Those yeah, all those dynamics as they play out throughout the books as everyone starts to get it's so good. Uh and also I hadn't realised that there would be like a little sexual thing in the first book with Tori. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm. Yeah, so at the moment I have no idea which she's gonna end up with one of the heirs. They're the bullies, so mm-hmm. it must be. I, I have no idea which one. Do you know what? I have the one I want it to be. Tori's love interest story, so good. Yeah. Like, oh. the, the fucking passion of it, like, it's so good. 
Because I feel and like, obviously, please don't tell me, but I am going to talk. Okay. <laughs> I am going to talk about what I think I'm it gonna, is. I'm going to, like, you control my facial expressions. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like it's hinting it's going to be Darius. He's yeah. the, he's the, the, the dragon, dragon guy, guy. Yeah. yeah. I want it to be Caleb. But obviously I've only read one book, so they're going to change characters because people end up liking the boys, right? Mm-hmm. So... It's more like you start to understand, as you get more and more context about the Fae world, that they, by their standards, weren't doing anything wrong. No, they were just doing what's normal to them. Yeah, and also it, it never occurred to, the, to them that these girls wouldn't know that, they would see it as wrong. And they're really wrong-fitted when the girls take it so personally. Because there is, there is later, when they start to get... Get, when they take it personally, literally yeah, right at the beginning, drowns one of them. <laughs> yeah, and they like burn all Tori's clothes. Yeah. She gets the worst. But that's what I mean. They're like, they're like, I don't understand why you're taking this, this so personally. Because like, they're, yeah. they're genuinely upset later that the girls took it so personally, oh, and they're and they're really ashamed as well that the girls took it so personally when they were like, we're just doing what we're supposed to do. There have been a few hints of that actually. Mm. When when Tori said things to Darius, you can see that he's like. What? Yeah. What are like, you talking about? Like when he, she's, um, obviously all my examples are from the first mm. book, but when she's trying to find her parcel and he just shows her how it works. Yeah. And she, he's like, she's like, why would you be nice to me? And he's like, like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Like, you, and she's like, well, you were always torturing me. And he's yeah. like, what are you, yeah. yeah. It's like he just Don't doesn't take it so understand. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go lay on some gold. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the boys go on a really nice arc as well, where they start to kind of see things that are considered normal in Faye society that they're like, okay, we can't be like the humans, but maybe we don't need to do this. Maybe we could take a little bit from them. And, yeah. Mm. That sounds good. Especially as the girls don't, don't subscribe to the hierarchy of things at all. Like they have friends who are all kinds of order forms, who are all kinds of power levels. And these people end up being an asset to the girls as they go mm. through their journey. So there is a person who's got one element. Speaking of asses. <laughs> <laughs> that bit, every time that comes up, that <laughs> makes me laugh. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So they have like a a friend who's like very low power. She's got one element. She's a order form that everyone makes fun of. But she ends up being their biggest asset. And over time, the heirs start to really respect this person who normally they would just be like, "Don't even talk to You're me." Not even powerful. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Is that um, I can't remember her name. So Sophia. Sophia. Yeah. She's always like putting herself down. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, but she ends up saving the girls' butts more than a few times in her confidence over time. And then like within her unicorn herd. She ends up being like the matriarch of the herd as well, and oh, that does quite a lot for her confidence. Yeah, I like her. So, the, uh, and there are loads of fun camaraderie scenes, especially as the heirs and the girls start to become friends, mm. and how that develops over time is so natural and so well written. It's like actually believable. Yeah, because when the guys are separate, they're actually mm. quite nice sometimes. Yeah. Um, so once, but once, like when they're together, they all like. Rally each other up a bit, don't they? There's a point where they start all working together, mm. and like the heirs are suddenly like the most loyal friends the girls could have. And I guess if they're on your side, that's yeah, good, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're really always very wrong footed in the beginning of how loyal these people can be once the situation changes. Okay, um, because we I'm looking forward to reading this series because they don't end up being the big bad, there is another big bad, yeah. I mean, that they end up uniting, they're against. just bullies, they're not a yeah. big bad. Like no. outside the school, and um, I'm assuming they're not. Even though the whole series is called Zoya Academy, I'm assuming they're not at school the whole time. 
Well, this is why the, one of the criticisms oh, of this book is all the filler stuff. I and I'm like... it depends on... Like, I, that's me assuming a book is a school year, but it might not be. Like, no, it's not. Five books for one school year. I think there's like three books for one one yeah. school year. Yeah. Um, I was just like, Harry Potter. Because <laughs> it's you can see so many influences yeah. from Harry Potter. And other series, but Harry Potter especially. The fact that all the professors have names related to them. Like, yeah. literally, the, the um, water element professor is called washer and stuff oh, he's like such that. a creep but oh he makes me sick there's um if at the end of the books and kindle they have little like afterwards by the authors oh. and they're like we gave you some cute stuff we gave you some devastating stuff we're sorry about washer <laughs> <laughs> like they oh. do little and they're quite funny the afterwards oh. but so, like, the one of the criticisms about this book is there's loads of filler stuff and i'm like a they started at the end of start of four school years, and these girls aren't allowed to rule until they finish the four school years. There had to be some filler or some skipping of like, and also but all the filler is like cute stuff. So between the heirs, their friendships, the relationships. Oh, um, I just want to make clear because I didn't know yeah. this going into it. They mm. are adults at the beginning. It's yes. not like they're teenagers. No. They're, they're, they're eighteen, they're in 18 the first nineteen. Year. Yeah. yeah. Just to make clear, so all of the professor's stuff and stuff, whilst it's still... He is big, only eight years older than her. Yeah, whilst it's still not okay in Power dynamic. That it's not like she's 13 and he's like 20. But she's Just also, like, significantly more powerful than him. Yeah. So, in the end, basically over time, he starts to become such a simp for how powerful she is. And he's Good. just, like, <laughs> so okay with her power levels. Yeah, I so they're like, on his knees. their power dynamic is very like because once especially once they start to be able to hold their own magically he is nothing to her so even while he's technically an authority figure it's and it's also always very clear it's darcy's choice Mm -hmm. very clear like abundantly clear but not in a way that's forced Yeah, yeah yeah like in a very natural way for her story arc like, as she has her confidence gained, mm. she feels more confident making her own decisions. This is a choice. It's always her choice. And he's always pushed it up to a certain line to make it clear that he's interested. But until she's like, yes, doesn't cross that line. Is so, it? Yeah, no, that sounds good. I um, even the, This the, series is going to be devoured by me. The bully, the bully romance, that does not progress romantically until she is clearly and enthusiastically consenting okay. <laughs> so that that line is never crossed unless when she's not reciprocating the minute she's just like actually no you've done terrible things to me the love interest is like fair enough i'll back off yeah oh good like they still they're still arguing but he straight away his hands off her yeah as soon as she's just like oh no wait i can't do this you're terrible he's like romantically hands off her but then they're still rowing and fighting because yeah, yeah. it's power it's five of the fittest mm. the whole thing okay Oh yeah, this sounds like. I mean, the, there's a reason people. They are love so lovable. Now, I will say, towards the last few books, the last three or four, there is a cycle of they nearly defeat the big bad, they're knocked back, and they are knocked back so devastatingly, you're like, there's no way they can recover from this. And then they bounce back, and they do it again, and then they nearly defeat the thing, and then they're knocked back again. And that cycle starts to get a little bit tiresome. So I'm hoping we get out of that in this book because the ending of the seventh book, the no. Eighth, the no, eighth book is from the boys' point of view, isn't it? Um, there's novellas that are from the boys' point of view, but I don't know about. I think yeah, you like the eighth. Well, because shit, at the end of the seventh is bad news bears. Yeah. Bad. It's like it, it's like as in 
I really, think, really bad. I'm going to double check, but I think the eighth book is from their point of view, the, the guy. Um, like sobbing kind of bad oh, yeah i need to read these like there is no way there is no way back from this it's, i need to it's, read these <laughs> it's really really good and they devastating oh, like there's a, there's a few little um novellas isn't there the rep they get for how devastating they are is, and these these characters do not catch a break ever like one minute like the second you start to think they're like starting oh. to win out they do they, the girls cannot catch a break <laughs> But it's really, really good. And I, I think I've talked for 20 minutes about Lady and Academy. It doesn't. No, no, it's not. I swear someone said there was... No, there is two novellas from the boys' point Maybe of view. Maybe it's one of the novellas I'm thinking. Seth on the moon. <laughs> Seth on the novella. Seth on the... Oh, the whole Seth going to the moon thing is so funny. One of the novellas... Have you read the novellas? No. Oh, one of the novellas is called The Big Ass Party. Ass Party. So, <laughs> so there's a group... We're just going to... Yeah. This is just this idea Academy swoon apparently episode there's like a group of students who are for the rightful heirs coming yeah. to the throne and i the can't arse. remember what it stands for but they <laughs> the anagram is us us ass and they get she's what's she called gwendolyn yeah gwendolyn. she gets them on like a big badge and they, wear, and they all they all like bow when they come over but and tori and darcy are like Eventually, the ones who are on the air side, they make their own club, and they don't realise the acronym spells spells whores. What is wrong? It says whores versus the asses, and there's so many jokes about it, and it never gets old. Like, when, um, I think it's Tori finally says to her, you know, like, people are going to think of arse, right? And she's just like, oh, you're so silly. You're so silly, no one would think that. (laughs) Later, you get chapters from her point of view and her narration is so batshit and it's so funny she sounds really crazy bless her yeah she's uh, yeah (laughs) she's like i'm gonna keep referencing harry potter because i feel like they were heavily influenced Mm. by harry potter she's like luna a little bit yeah yeah Yeah. but they are very good and i definitely would be reading the rest of the books and i really want the physical copies yeah but i can't find a box set there's no box set for a start and each book is like a seven or eight quid each yeah because they're indie publishers. and you know they're gonna get trad picked up soon yeah but i really want them, <laughs> I want them. and i was looking up i i've gone so far as i'm looking up etsy merch for them <laughs> although my only complaint is at no point is scorpio ever mentioned we talk about a lot of other star signs and scorpio is left out my complaint in the first book was that they dropped that little daily star sign thing after a few days. Oh no, it does carry like, on. Oh. oh yeah, that's another thing, about the, another thing about the world. They have technology. Yeah, they have like iPads, which they use as like their phones, their yeah. school schedule, everything. They have Fayflix. Yeah, so basically, because the fa- the fairy realm is aware of the human realm and imports a lot of their goods... And so it adapts it to work with magic sometimes. But what it means is it's a running joke in the Fae world to have Mickey take names of the human words. Yeah. So there's, there's Fae flicks, there's Fae book. Yeah, Fae book. And then I can't remember, but they have like famous car and motorcycle brands. Yeah, they have they cars have... in this in this one. Yeah, but the, the car brands are a play on words. Oh, yeah. So it's like Faye Ford or but like funnier. Yeah. They're really funny some of them. But like they were like, let's go into town and Diego, who is one of their other friends, is like, Oh yeah, I got a car and I was like, A car <laughs> And then there's like coaches they could get to him from the school. And, and motorbikes later. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Love it. 
Yeah, they're really good. I really enjoyed them. And I, I originally picked them up. I was going to only read one. It was a filler book because I wasn't ready to start. And you finally got Kindle Unlimited. Yes. Because I was going to start that other book I talked about in the previous episode, Heaven's Official Blessing. But because I knew Heaven Official's Blessing, I knew my friend really loved the books. And I was like, I want to give this my full attention. Yeah. And I wasn't I wasn't at that point. Do you know this would be a filler book and you ended up reading them all? I won't end up reading all seven. I mean, spending entire you... days. Did you read them quite quickly? Yes. So that's when I was cat sitting. Oh, so you could just um, And I took an extra day off because it was after we had just had a launch at work and I, I they always really burn me out. So I was like, I, I purposely book days off around them now. Yeah. So it was after that and it was literally, I had the Friday at home at this house that I was cat sitting and I woke up normal work time, so like 8.30 in the morning, got up, made breakfast, started reading and I read till 3 in the morning. Oh. Love it. Like, I was just on the sofa, so obviously I wasn't tired. <laughs> when I was reading it, I just kept, like, whacking my partner mm. and was like, oh my god, this has just it's happened, so and this just happened. I really enjoyed annotating it. Yeah. And I was, like, the fourth person, I think. Mm. It was really fun to read everyone else's mm. annotations. One of the people who read it before me really distrusts, don't tell me they should yeah. Diego from the start. And okay. every time Diego's mentioned it, like, I don't trust this guy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I love that. Yeah, Diego's interesting. Mm. That's all I will say, it's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, <Right>. that's... <laughs> <laughs> that oh, my God, on. that was so long. <laughs> uh, well, I kept jumping in as well. Right, let me do a couple more then. Mm-hmm. So, I think I mentioned... I think I did a whole thing about the skeleton key, not last yeah. episode, but last... Yeah, it's like been three months discussed recently. Yeah. I, I don't really want to talk about it because it's a small book. I recommend it. I read What Moves the Dead by T. Kingfisher and it is a like a retelling of a story that I've never heard of before but other people mm. talk about House of Usher. Mm. I've read it. What is it's, it by? What? It is oh hold on. One of the famous gothic authors. Yeah. Um um, um, it's not Henry Jones. It's one of the other ones. It might even be Henry James. Henry James is one that done the Turn of the Screw. Isn't yeah, it? maybe yeah. it's not him. It might be. I read it in that. In, it's not a Poe. It's that era of yeah, fiction. Yeah. It's very well known. It's a yeah, crumbling house, and a girl who's like wafishly thin and wasting away, and it's like meant to be like a allusion to anorexia, but words for the time of it. Yeah. So retelling on that is mm-hmm. really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's like 150 pages. T. Kingfisher is fabulous with their gothic fiction as it is. Yeah. And this was just wonderful. Um, the main character is... Um, Sorry, I just yeah. interrupt you. It's, it is a Poe. It's, it's an Edgar Allan Poe. Fall of the House of Usher. Oh, I've got a That's why I read Allan Poe collection, so I must have it in there. I'll have a look. Don't know why. <laughs> Mine's not as good as yours. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, and like the main character um, is a retired soldier who is a female, but like masculine presenting, and they go by they, and it's just really... Nice. And it builds the atmosphere. T. Kingfisher, the atmosphere that they build, so good. This this just, it gave me um, Mexican Gothic vibes, which is another book I obviously recommend. It gave me uh, a little bit of the troop vibes, which is a completely different story. But if you read it, you'll get it. Yeah, it's just, mm. it was brilliant. 
really, really good. It was a retelling, so I mm. need to read the original to see. It's quite good, the what, original. What, uh, what was spooky. taken and what wasn't, kind of thing. It's quite spooky, so you like it. Spooky. I listened to it in um, hospital in a day. Mm. Spooky. Uh, <laughs> speaking of spooky, I also listened to Our Wives Under the Sea by Julia Armfield. Okay, I've not heard of that one. You might recognise the cover, maybe? Yes! That's been advertised to me on Audible. Fantastic. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. I listened to it on Audible. Mm. So it's, I did actually do a mini review on my Instagram. It's a sapphic book. So it, it, it does dual POV between the mm. two wives. So basically, um, there's Mary and Leah. Uh, so Leah is a marine biologist, I'm mm. going to say, something like that. And she goes on a, uh, a mission to the deep sea. Mm-hmm. They're meant to be gone for three weeks. Something goes wrong and she, they're gone for six months. And Mary is her wife at home who's like, huh? So um, it follows Mary's point of view, which is when Leah returns. Okay. But she returns not quite the same as okay. when she left. And then Leah's point of views are almost like diary entries of when they were under the water. Oh, so you get, like, the story pieced together. Oh, clever. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's very much, I would say, vibes for okay. our atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. It's all about vibes. Um, <laughs> if you want, like, a solid, this is what happens, yeah. this is not the book for you. You'll okay. probably get frustrated. This is, yeah, your typical style book that yeah, you read, might. yeah. It's very, what I read into it, because obviously I don't know what the author intended, uh-huh. what I read into it was it's about relationships and how, like, when one person changes, mm. how it can make or break. And it's yeah. very, like, I think it was just a story about love okay. told through this horrific event. Yeah. It's, it was fabulous. I just, vibes. <laughs> Lesbian vibes. <laughs> and speaking of lesbian vibes, the complete opposite. <laughs> There's our episode title. <laughs> I read A Quick and Easy Guide to Asexuality. Okay. By um, Molly Mulder. I did see this on your Instagram. Yeah. And illustrated by Will Hernandez. It's like a um, graphic novel. Okay. It was really, really good. Yeah. Um, I realised I don't know enough about asexuality. Or I learned a lot through so. TikTok. Yeah, mm. and I was like, I could probably do learning some more. And then I saw this on NetGalley, so I picked it up. It was really, really good. Because I watched one video about it, and then TikTok did that thing where it decides that I'm you asexual. Or you must be thinking you might be. Yeah, yeah, and then it just was like my entire FYP. And I, I just, also, I kept watching because I was like, this is really interesting. Mm. And I was like, I was really interested in the different, the spectrum of it as well. Yeah. And how, it, how different it can be for different people. And yeah, it was really. Something I didn't know enough about. So this was really good because it like it did like the spectrum and mm. it's because it's a graphic novel. It was yeah. visual as well, which was really helpful. Mm. Obviously, I knew there was like asexuality. I knew there was aromantic. I knew that none of it was black and white. It's mm. all a spectrum. But it was brilliant to see it from two asexuals' points of view. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really interesting. Yeah. Because I just thought it was like, oh, you're just not you're just not attracted to people. It's not that black and white. No, no, and like some some people are still happy to have sex or still mm. actually want the physical, or but they're just not want the ro- romantic, but not the sexual, yeah. or want a, you know, yeah. I mean, 
as with everything to do with sexuality, it's all a big I think spectrum I, I, of No mess. one is just one thing. No, because we're all individual people. Yeah. And then obviously you can bring Demi into mm. it as well and stuff. So, yeah, it was just quite good. I'm always trying to learn a bit more. Yeah. As you know, as I mentioned last week, I think it was only... It was only during the pandemic that I realised I, I would probably class myself as pan, not bi. You know so, what? You know. It was the it's the Shit's Creek. Have you watched this? No, you told me to watch it. Yeah, it's the Shit's Creek way of explaining pan, which is so basically one of the main characters. At, he sleeps with another main character, and she's like, "Okay, I thought you were gay," but instead of saying it in those terms, they're in like shopping for wine for a party, and she says to him. So I'm a red wine drinker, <laughs> and I only drink red wine. And up until last night, I thought you were a red wine drinker. But now I find out that you like white wine. And he and he's like, oh, I see what you're getting at. He's like, I do like red wine. I also like white wine. And I've been known to sample like a Chardonnay or a Merlot that used to be a... So he's like, and oh. then he's like, I'm more about the wine and not the label. Does that make sense? And she's like, yeah. And then that's become, that's been on pride flags. Oh. The wine and not the label has been on flags. And like oh people, God, that that, that, that thing. Good. I'm about the wine and not the label. Because it sums it up so well. Yeah. And I was like, I really like that analogy. Mm. That's a really good one. Actually. Yeah. Because that's kind of how, for, even though at much your dismay, I'm attracted to men. <laughs> But that's how I feel about men as well. Like it's about, the, yeah, vibes. Not the label, not the label, or like it's like it's about them who yeah, they are. Exactly. Not a particular type necessarily. Yeah, you're you're straight pan. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like demisexual Demi, is the thing because you have to you have to feel an well, attraction to them. Not like necessarily. The, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. You, I can't tell you what you are, so I no. shouldn't be saying you're the. I don't. I don't except know. Except you're probably not straight. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And you were, I mentioned this. Mm. I think I've mentioned it on an episode. I've definitely mentioned it to you. Lord of the Fly Fest. I think I mentioned this yes, when you, I knew it was yes. coming out. Yes. I've read it. Yeah, it's good. It's by Goldie Moldovsky. I hope that's right. Yeah, it was really, really fun. Yeah. So okay. it's a bunch of influencers who go to Fly Fest, which is obviously like a play on them, yeah. Um, and they get there, realise it's all obviously a scam. <laughs> this is like, it's why, it's YA. Everyone in it is like in their twenties. Okay. But it's kind of written as a younger YA. Mm. But I don't feel like it takes away. From okay. It. And the main character is someone who isn't an influencer. She's paid like two grand for a ticket, and she's gone because she does a podcast. Okay. She wants, she's done one season and it's called like Musical Mysteries and she wants to do, so she delves into mysteries with regarding musicians, so it's like a true okay. crime kind of thing and she wants to do a uh, musical mystery episode on this particular singer called River and he's going to be at Fly Fest, so she spent all of her money to go there to yeah. try and interview him. She thinks that he killed his first girlfriend. Okay. And that's what she she wants to get him uh, on mic admitting to it. That's I don't think I, I, yeah, I don't think you mentioned I the true crime element. Part, no, yeah. I didn't know. All I know is it was influencers. Mm. Uh, yeah. So she arrives with them and everyone thinks she works there because she, <laughs> she's uh, not. 
she buys a, a Flyfest t-shirt yeah and she thinks influencers will wear that and then no, no. So I think she works there. <laughs> obviously it turns out to be a scam and they're all complaining to her and one of them's like do you know who my father is and I'm gonna sue you and she's like I don't work here <laughs> so there's all like funny things like that and then the uh she's to begin with, she she doesn't want them to leave because she wants to be able to have her interview with River. And then, so she convinces the influencers. She's like, you don't want anyone to know that you've been scammed. Like, yeah. da, 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 da. And then they eventually are able to get internet because one of the influencers has a satellite phone. Yeah. And then they allow the other influencers to use it. So then they're all pretending that the festival's happening for Amazing. their, like, TikToks and yeah. stuff. So they're all like in the beach partying <laughs> pretending they're having a festival and she's just like yeah yeah we'll, we'll carry on doing this because yeah. she's trying to get to river and then there is like an island mystery as mm. well uh one of the influences i can't remember what it's called but he's based on james charles uh, he's a makeup influencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, all of his makeup is on his hold luggage, which never arrives. Uh. So then he makes makeup from stuff he finds on the island. Oh my God, and then amazing. he does makeup tutorials <laughs> for everyone because they all need to wear makeup to look like they're yeah. having fun at the festival. And he makes, he makes bronzer out of hog poo. And then they all get pink eye. Oh my God. And it's just so funny. So then when she eventually is like, actually, I want off of yeah. this island. So we're like, no, because, you know, everyone's got to believe we. <laughs> and women start to go missing and she thinks it's mm. River. He, she's like, he killed his first girlfriend. So he yeah, he's definitely serious. Yeah, okay. It's really fun. I loved it. Yeah. yeah I, I devoured it in a day. Yeah, I sounds amazing. It. it was just, so fun and like all of the little things are just like the more in pink eye from <laughs> so speaking of i want to tangent, tangent yeah, briefly. speaking of influences mm. so dubrovnik is beautiful and we've got the blue adriatic sea the pretty walls that's where game of thrones was filmed like this King's is Landing. where um, tony recently went on holiday yeah. i don't know if she mentioned it in oh episode. yeah previous episode i mentioned <laughs> it yeah i went on holiday a couple of weeks ago to dubrovnik for a week I had a fantastic time can yourself. recommend yeah Oh, such a good week. Croatian people, so nice, so kind, but that's a different tangent. Yeah. But anyway, the influencer posing I experienced, because there's like certain bars you can go to watch the sunset over the sea and it's beautiful. But I'm like, I got like a really good spot and then I got people standing in front of me to go take a picture, a million pictures of them on this boulder doing aesthetic things with their cocktail. And then like, then they leave and then they like straight up just leave the bar and I'm like, there's a beautiful sunset happening. Yeah, you've you've walked up, taken a picture, blocked gone, my view, and yeah. then left. But it's all over everywhere on the walls. It's all very pretty. There's like the, you know, you sort of probably saw from my stories, like the big, beautiful white buildings, like the white brick buildings that looks mm. like you, it looks like you are in like the 16th century. Like, and the posing especially on that main <laughs> high street yeah. because my apartment was just off the main and it was very central like mm. just off the main high street so you got to see it all i'm just trying to like get to where i'm going and like every few feet there's someone trying to get a picture in the middle of the walkway <laughs> with the lights behind them and i'm like and at first i was like trying you sound like such a boomer right now <laughs> i'm I was, loving it <laughs> you know what i was genuinely like trying to like not be not ruin people's pictures but after a while i, was, like, I just need and just I'm need just to be able to walk somewhere yeah i was like i just need to be able to walk imagine living there mm. well the locals the patients they have that's only I mean, most places that are big tourist destinations i've noticed like the lo locals hate you 
not in Art and Croatia. They love you. They're so nice to you. They've got so much patience for your Bullshit. nonsense <laughs> as a tourist. Like, I did day trips, and I said to the women, I was like, I've got a really rubbish sense of direction. I was like, I will panic. I was like, can you, on this map, just circle where I need to wait, write that this is trip one, and write that this is just, like, this is what I'm like. I was like, I'm now just accept I need this, because yeah. I'll... I even though I know just ask for it. I just yeah. know I know trip one is from that car park, but I would panicking on the morning going, is it, it did I get it mixed up? Did yeah. I, get it mixed up? Did I, I would be exactly the same. So I was like, I just need you to write now trip one, trip two. Yeah. And, and so patient. She was like, Where is your hotel? I was like, this street. And she like drew on the map how for me how I could get there. Mm. Tom was like, I said, Does that way have steps? And she's like, That one has lots of steps. So if you don't want to do the steps, go this way. And just the patience of this woman. There was a massive queue behind me in this information centre. And she's like, I'm helping you out. She was so nice. And and then it kept being really nice to me. And I didn't put it together that maybe it was just a culture. I arrived, couldn't find my hotel. Stood there with my map, looking really confused. Some guy walks up to me. And this is a scam in other tourist cities. Someone offers to give you directions. It's to distract you while someone robs you. So I'm obviously prepared to be super suspicious. I've been to Paris. I've been to Budapest. I've been to... these places by myself i'm ready barcelona like been to these places alone i'm ready for this but no it's just a bloke he's just walking he's got his briefcase with him he's like i live here i live near here can i help you and i was like i'm looking for this place he's like oh i don't know that one and i was like it's definitely on this road i just can't find it and he was like stay there with your suitcase because it's heavy right and i was like yeah he was like stay there walked up and down the street till he found where it was and he was like it's here and i was like thank you so much and he was like have a good stay and then he just left that's what it was like in Malta, yeah. except during peak tourist season in mm. the tourist traps. Yeah. There. No. no. So You're probably getting robbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, <laughs> this is a tangent we probably don't have time for, but this I'm going to do a it. Tangent on a tangent right now. Real quick, but my trip in Dubrovnik. Okay, so I did a boat tour, which mm. was like a three island boat tour. There's three beautiful islands near Dubrovnik, and it was a day trip, and they take you to all three islands. The last island, so beautiful so nice the water so clear and we only spent two hours there and i was like i need longer so on the transport home i was saying to the guy i was like i want to go back to the last island tomorrow can you help me with the ferry i can't figure out where to get it from i was like, i've been googling i can't work it out can you can you show me on a map and he was like don't bother with that just go on one of my boats and i was like that would be really helpful yeah, yeah. and he was like so i've got one tour that does that that last island first in the morning and so he stay there and then get the and then he was like and then you come back on the boat that does it last oh, that'd be amazing and so I was like oh my god that's so helpful he was like oh even because I'm doing transport so I'll be coming past the old city do you want me to pick you up too and I was like yes please I was like how much for all that and he was like don't bother oh god and I, and I was like, I like ge- what do you want in return no I genuinely went to him why would you do that yeah and he was like are you going to do me a nice review and I was like yeah <laughs> I was already going to but yeah. if you can help me get there because it was like a bus and a ferry and all sorts of stuff Oh, oh boy. you were not happy about that idea. No. So I did voice not my mum, like, I don't know if I'm going to be abducted tomorrow or I'm going to have <laughs> a great day. If I die, this is great what day. happened. I had kind of a plan because I was like, if I get to the boat and I see no one else is on it, it's a very public space, the marina. Hmm. But if I go see it and I see there's no one else on it, then I'm like not going to get on that boat. <laughs> see, this is me. I'll just be like, oh, that's nice. It'll turn up like, la, 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 la. Well, I had a whole plan of yeah. like, just in case, and same for the way home, I could see from a distance where there's other people on the boat and I wouldn't get on until I was sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, you weren't going to get abducted at sea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if it was just a group of very scary looking men, I would not have gone on that boat. <laughs> 
But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to trust it because if I can get there for free, it costs me nothing. They even offered me free drinks on board. I had bought drinks with me because I just assumed I'm not paying anything. I'm not going to get the free drinks you get when you pay. But they, I was like, oh no, I bought something, don't worry. Because I was like, obviously, I'm not, I've not pet bought a ticket. And she was like, oh, don't worry, are you sure? Yeah. And she was like, we, she was like, it's, it's 11 in the morning. She's like, we've got wine, do you want the wine? Yes. <laughs> but I ended up saying no because I didn't want to take the mick. Get rid of wine! <laughs> yeah, and I got. I've been like, I'll take a bottle for the, for the roast. <laughs> I had the best day on this island, and oh. it, the whole thing, all I spent was lunch. That is amazing. Yeah. What a lovely... And you gave a glowing review. Oh, I still need to oh. do it. It's on my to-do <laughs> list, because I'm definitely going to do it. Yeah. Uh, Dubrovnik boat tours. There we go. I'll shout it out on the pod- podcast. Um, when I go to Dubrovnik, I'll check them out. Yeah. They were, <laughs> honestly, really, really nice. Like, even the day I paid for, they were very, very nice, yeah. very helpful, very patient. <laughs> there were some Americans abroad. I'm sorry, but sometimes... You were scum. It's a lot. <laughs> And, like, for Americans, it can be very funny about alcohol. When there was free alcohol in these boats, they were going mad. What, like Brits? Worse than the Brits. Oh, gosh. There were, other, there were Brits on this tour that weren't behaving like that. That were like, all oh, right, calm down. That, honestly. I think that they can't handle their alcohol, though, no. because um, you, you've seen those TikToks mm. of them with Smirnoff Ice, yeah. treating it like vodka. Yeah. Well, so, towards the end, I had, like, I didn't drink to the end of the day because I don't like being in the hot sun and drinking. It just it's doesn't mix well. Not- meant to happen anyway <laughs> i know from experience it's really bad for yeah. me i've had sunstroke once i never want to repeat that experience <laughs> and on the boat home i finally had a drink and they were like oh it's good isn't it and they were like it's not very strong this stuff though and i was like did you check the bottle because it's 12 percent mm. and they were like no 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 it's not strong i was like it is 12 percent they were like well, we've been drinking that all day i'd be wasted if i'd been drinking that yeah, i was like you are though yeah you are wasted <laughs> you're so loud right now yeah, and then you are actually on a different boat and i'm having this conversation with you i, I checked i checked the I, was like, I checked the label and they were like they didn't believe me and they went and looked at the label and they're like oh my god what are we like and i was like <sighs> it's like when you see people go to like those bottomless brunches mm. and they're like oh, i drank so much and it's like yeah that's why you go to those things yeah, to drink yeah. so much that's why i want to go to one to drink all the prosecco what yeah. are you talking about so that's that was my tangent about i could have been abducted turned out it was a really nice day Turn very out, nice man <laughs> um his name was Svajan, but I no, I'm saying that wrong because when I said it to one of the boat people, they looked at me like I was insane. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was too nervous to ask how to actually say it. Uh, oh. But yeah, so that, that was my tangent about... I like but the, yeah, the influences there were just... It was funny and then it was like... Oh. Annoying. I Take your pretty pictures. I really don't... Like, you do you. But it... It happened when I was trying to get in my way. No, it happened when I was traveling. It's like no one's appreciating the thing. They just walk up, take a picture, and leave. And I'm like, Yeah, there's yeah. a beautiful like that. This is 800 years old or a thousand years old, and you've just gone and walked away. I'm like, oh, Just like look at it for a second after you take the picture. Yeah, like I think back of like when I, it's particularly in Malta, mm. all that beautiful architecture and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I didn't get any pictures of yeah. anything, and now I regret that I don't yeah. have pictures, but yeah. Does that mean I always just take my picture and then enjoy? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so should we talk about books some more? Yeah, I've got, we're running out I've got one more. Yeah, okay. That I'm just going to, and then a little, a little note that I want to pass on to you. Okay. But I'll do it on the podcast. I started a new series. Yeah. I decided to finally, because I've been wanting to mm. read them forever. And I saw that they have most of them in audio at my library. I started the Pyro series. Okay. Yeah, so I did the first one. Miss 
mystery at styles mysterious affair at styles you know i know most of the stories because i've watched a series mm-hmm. it's really fun yeah that was really mum loves the really yeah i love Friro. it was fun it's from the point of view of oh what's he called his assistant isn't yeah, it yeah i can't remember what it's called hang on Friro's assistant he's the one that it's from his point of view mm. uh, this one was at least perhaps quite similar to how uh, Sherlock Holmes is from yeah um, yeah uh, it doesn't even have his name on here his friend whose name I can't remember anyway and there was like obviously loads of like sexist stuff mm-hmm. and, like some racial slurs and stuff mm-hmm. but it was quaint <laughs> <laughs> it was off of the time <laughs> yeah 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 but just like he's like oh she's a pretty lady she shouldn't be working and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that well, uh, it was really enjoyable. I'm looking forward to going through the series. There's like 39 books. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, they'll be sprinkled in through the yeah, rest of the year. Yeah, we'll just be popping in there. <laughs> and then just my little... I, I read some other stuff, but I don't... Mm. I've picked out the ones I wanted to, okay. to, to gush about. And a little note. Mm-hmm. I, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure you've all realised by now, I am a little bit Atlas 6 obsessed. Yep. Um, and I was telling Tony earlier about my Big Atlas 6 collection and my Big Atlas Paradox collection. And then I was showing my partner mm. all of them and I was like, please act um, excited when I show you all of these books. And I was like, oh, look at this. And he was like, ooh, ah. And then he was like, okay, tell me what this series is about. Yeah. <laughs> so I told him what the first book was about and he is on the wait list for the audiobook because he's going to try it out because I love it so much. Aww. I was like, yeah. He used to trust you. Whenever we do force Nick to what, listen to things, he always likes them. Yeah, I know. So he just needs to trust us. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'll enjoy it. Yeah. I did. I was like, it's science-based magic. And he was like, hmm? Yeah, they really get into the physics of it. I thought he would like yeah. that. He was like, oh. If he was a dog, the little wheel would have gone. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I've got Go a few. <laughs> so what I read, Promises and Pomegranates, which is a Monster and Muses series by Sav R. Miller. I want to read this one. So they are standalone books inspired by mythology, but they are not retellings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was inspired mm, by Hades and, Hades and Persephone. Mm. There's a lot of Hades uh, and Persephone going around at the minute. Yeah, right. So, um, read it. It's fine. Okay. I didn't. In I was. It was. I read it on the plane. It was. It was a good read for just the plane. So Cal is like a hitman for a mafia boss. I don't know mafia stuff. Yeah, it's a maf- <laughs> you've lost me now. Yeah, it's Sorry. a mafia <laughs> romance. The female love interest is. The daughter, Rival no, gang. daughter oh. of the one he works for. Oh, okay. Um, and it, they're very Catholic, and it's all about she's about to be in an arranged marriage with someone else. They're trying to appear legit in the public eye, so that's she's like phrases like an heiress, yeah. marrying an, an heir to another big family, and then Cal just ends up, and we never really find out why. Someone is like blackmailing her dad. And because of that, Cal needs to kill her fiance and then marry her against her will, and then and then takes her back to this island out off of Boston where he lives, because reasons. Where does the pomegranate come into it? Well, basically, this is where it's. I'm like, I just have issues with this. He has a puppy called pomegranate. Right, so Cal is thirty-ish. She is eighteen-ish. Oh no! I so already, worse. Cal used to be involved with her mother. 
as an affair and the reason they start up romantically is because he thinks he's leaving letters for her mother and it's the girl who's answering and then he when he he realizes over time he's not her dad is he no no (laughs) that would have been way too she's she's too old to be his dad okay um yeah yeah. see when he was 18 she would have been like young but yeah. Okay, just double-checking. Yeah. I can't do quick maps. Yeah, she, so she's 18, he's 32, so not quite double. That's how they start talking. He eventually realises he's talking to the daughter. <sighs> but he's like, oh, she's way too young, and apparently he never sees her as anything but platonic until she's 18. When she's 18, magically, he realises she's a young beauty. She's hot. And so, oh, and also, so she approaches him at the family Christmas party. Oh, it's fine if she approaches him. And says, I want you to take my virginity. And he's like, No, you're a child, go away. And then later he's like, Actually, yes. Yeah, vomit. Vomit. Yeah, um, no, this book is in a thing I don't want. During that encounter, he carves a K into her leg. Consensually? Yes, she's into it. But she's 18, so. Mm, weird. And also betrothed to someone else. We're not on board with this. And that someone else is uh, physically abusive as well. Which is why Cal like is like, I'm gonna kill her. (laughs) So then he takes her back to his little island house and all the while there's a mysterious person blackmailing them and he's he's just No, that's not the vibes. It was (laughs) and the the smart was for a book that's famous (laughs) What are you doing, Bob? She's so angry about the sound of this book. It's rubbish, isn't it? She's waking up and she's pulling very angry faces. Probably more because she's woken up. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel when I wake up. Yeah. So anyway, like, oh, yeah, take take it or leave it with that one. Uh, I'll leave it, thanks. <laughs> and then I also read Scarred. And so his whole, by, by the way, the cow's like deep backstory about why he's so like fucked up, right? He's got... <laughs> I was picturing a cow just then. <laughs> what is going on? I've suddenly just, my brain cells are dying. Oh yeah, it's been a long day for you, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, he's got misophonia. So like people chewing and stuff makes him insane, but it makes him murderous. That's such an odd thing to so That's his deep backstory. That's his big deep backstory. And then he like reveals it to her at the end, like being vulnerable. Like, I need to tell you my vulnerability. I can't do noise. And it's like, just... Just This is why, why he was a doctor. And that's why he becomes a hitman. It's because of noise. <laughs> like, it's so shit. <laughs> Are you going to read the rest of the series? Why? I don't know. Are they all standalones? Yes. Okay, so I also read Scarred, which is another... <laughs> I went through a list of short, smutty shit books. This was actually surprisingly good. So this is a Never After novel. This is actually book two, I didn't realise. They are, again, standalone, inspired by retellings. They're not, like, direct retellings. This is by Emily McIntyre. So we've got Sarah. She is the lady of a neighbouring kingdom. Like, no, a town within the kingdom that's, like, quite prestigious and she comes to be betrothed to michael fasser who is the now king of the big kingdom who is mean big bad they oppress people but tristan the prince i like that name tristan Mm. tristan fasser he is he's got a scar across his face and he's (laughs) (laughs) we've reached the point where you're really distractible Just laugh into your baby. 
<laughs> I was talking to her and I was saying hello my name is in all the languages I can yeah. think of and she's just laughing away and when I did the German one she was like Mah! I was like oh my god she's... it was obviously just timing but it was yeah. so funny <laughs> sorry <laughs> anyway she comes over she's betrayed to Michael but her and Tristan are like instantly like zingy zingy but he's like meant to be super super evil and he's got a reputation he's got a scar across his face he's well known for being a bit psychopathic and stuff but he's like straight away just like oh this bitch this I like one this one this one i'll take it she's not like she's a virgin but she's not like super innocent and stuff so it's not like i know it's, but she's not super innocent so it's not mm. like he's, it's, there's still a power dynamic but it's not as icky she could be someone that's had sex and is not super innocent. Anyway. Just saying. Well, it's because she's betrothed, she would need to be a virgin on her wedding night because of royal reasons. Yeah. Anyway. Because of gross stuff. Yeah, because of gross stuff. But actually, she's been brought up to okay. try and take Patriarchy. down the kingdom. And that's where she's... So she's there to take down the kingdom. Oh, okay. okay. And so she's, like, spying around and Tristan's like, mm, she's way too good at the game. He's, like, <laughs> politically, he's, like, seeing right through her and, like, she's too good at this. Yeah. She's playing the game too well. And whenever he pisses her off, the kind of the, I'm a genteel lady, mask cracks. <laughs> um, and he's like, well, sus. Yeah. So in the process of trying to find his excuse is to try and figure out what she's up to. Because he's also got his own little political intrigue going on. So both of them... Did you say this was a short story? It's not, it's not very... It's a whole book, but it's oh, not very okay, long. Okay, okay. It's not a short story, but it's it's very short. I think it, it didn't take me that long to read, like four or five hours. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Might be an exaggeration. A bit of that was on the plane, so I'm not sure. Because the flight was only two and a half hours, but I was reading. I like think just because when you when you went, you were just mm. looking for like short. Whatever. Well, that's what I thought. This was, like... I thought this was along the lines of prom- the promises and pomegranates. Yeah. So I was like, it's the same vein. No, the right, the slow burn, like enemies lover oh. thing. They like it takes them a while, but when they get together, they really get together. The smart scenes are quite good, mm. although. <laughs> all these books are on all these lists of like oh four spices. I'm like, no. But it's very uh, subjective, I've found. Because mm. I would say it's more explicit in The Court of Silver Flames than like, it is in yeah. some of these that are like four spices, like four peppers. So, but they're, they're fine. So, yeah, that's what we're after. They, they do the job. It's quite a nice little, like their romance is really, because he just like, is he's, he is genuinely a little bit evil and unapologetically so. And she is just like, you know what? I know he's evil, but also hot. D- D- oh. DTF, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm in this. Like me with every morally great character ever. <laughs> so she's just straight up, like, and at a point, at points she even uses that to her advantage. So, like, she gets kind of caught and he realises she's been caught and she's like, yeah, we need to take care of this. And he's like, yeah, we do. And then he, like, takes the soldier off that caught them. And she's like, so I kind of knew he was going to murder him, but I just decided not to think about it. Because, you know, it's helpful. (laughs) She's like, it's actually quite helpful. (laughs) Oh, okay, that sounds kind of cool. What was Um, that one called? Scarred. So it's the second Never After novel, so I want to read the first. This one I will read. They actually, the words are quite a lot of depth. The character's depthy-ish for this kind of novel. It's a good read. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed also the woman next to me on the plane who was trying to read this over my shoulder, realised what I was reading and got very embarrassed. <laughs> I'd have been like, can you move it over a bit so I can read it properly? Babe was please? like hogging my armrest. Just and then at one point she was just straight up like leaning over my shoulder and reading. I was like, is that you good? 
I saw the book she was reading. It was really boring. So like, no wonder. But... <laughs> what was she reading? <laughs> I don't know. It was like. But it looked boring. Yeah, it was some old lady beach read. <laughs> Uh, I have also been reading Ninth House, Lee Bardugo. We've summarised this in a couple of episodes previously. It's really good. You are going to love it. I've actually recently bought it. So up your street. You're going to love it. Yeah. It's it's fully it's fully think, up your um, street. I think December like, is going to be my Dark Academia month because mm. I didn't do it in September. Yeah. So I'm going to read Babel. Yeah. And cry, probably. Yeah. I'm going to read Ninth House. I'm going to try and read The Secret History as well. Yeah, so Ninth House, it switches and, between... And um, we, we were villains. I'm going to read that as well. Oh, cool. So all the ones from audio, the episode so they've just had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it switches between, like, Alex in the present day. We know something has happened and Darlington's not there. And it switches between that and Darlington's POV in the past of when he met Alex as introducing her to the society. And I've just got to the point where those two sort of timelines are coming together, the story's being pieced together, because, like, mm. shit has gone down and we don't know what's gone down. So you're getting to the point of the shit that went down? Yeah, wait, well, I'm fi- I'm just finding out. And, like, honestly, I was I tried to stay up to read it, and I made it to one in the morning, and because I've been forcing myself to sleep, now that is really off. <laughs> so I'm hopefully training myself to be a better person. Okay, and then powering quickly through. I told you I've read a lot. Uh, I've read, I've been reading, this is what I'm currently in progress on reading on my Kindle, which mm. is like my commuting book, Ruin, which is Dark Island Scots, Jolie Bynes. You can take it or leave it. I'm not hating them, but I'm not loving them. It's very Wattpad writing. They're like four dudes who have got checky pasts, have been abducted and are being put into this experimental program in the island where they're like being forced to like do labour and like I don't know. It's really weird. And <laughs> then do something. This this very innocent college girl who like crochets and knits helps one the main character of this book. She meets him on the ferry over when he's being abducted, and she's like, mm, "This looks weird." And then her dad's all like, "Don't me, look at him. Let me knit." <laughs> yeah, and she tries to help him, and we don't really know where at the point where I am at. We don't know why the boys are there. We don't know what the purpose is. We know it's sketchy. She's trying to piece together what's going on. She's got really shit family. She feels like this really strong attraction to this guy that she's like, I know he's bad for me. I know he'll ruin me. And I want to be ruined. You can't see my face, but I am Yeah, rolling your eyes. <laughs> and then the other books, are the, all the characters, they, they don't go by their real names. They get given nicknames when they're in this place they've been abducted to. So there's like Sin, Burn, like blah, blah, blah. And that is the name of the following books in the series. Not sh- I don't know if I'll keep reading them. I'm struggling a bit with the one I'm on. <clears throat> and then finally, this is a listen that I wanted to mention. Yes. The Bridge Kingdom, one to three... It was recommended to me by someone on the Discord, actually. Mm. Great audiobooks can recommend. Is it in the plus? It's library? free. It's in the included. Very good books. The Bridge Kingdom. I, I recognise the name. I might have seen the person. They look like they'd be shit. The covers don't do them any much justice on Audible. Yeah, yeah. They look like they'd be shit. They're really, really good. The world, so deep. Those covers do look shit. Yeah. It looks like it'd be absolutely. I've looked at the show many yeah. times and been like, nah. I was very skeptical. No, oh. they're really, really good. Okay. The I, characters in there are really I just good. I added it to my library. So the try. first book follows Laura and Oren's story. So Lara is from a neighbouring kingdom. 
She is the daughter of the king. She's been betrothed to the king of Ithacana, Arryn. Ithacana holds this bridge, and this bridge is the only passageway between different kingdoms. Um, this is their only point of power. So they don't have much army power. They don't have very good land. They don't grow a lot of their own things. But Ithacana to her has been made out to be this like horrible oppressor. Her kingdom, Meridrina, is poor, they have no food, and she's been brought up to believe that's because Ithacana prevent things from coming through to them. And so her father raises her to infiltrate Ithacana so they can get the bridge, and she is just indoctrinated into being like, this is my purpose in life. Her and her 16 sisters have all been raised for this. So they're, 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 Ma'am, they are, you need a condom. Yeah, well, he's got harem wives, so he's, in his world he has the harem of wives, so he has a lot of kids. That makes sense. And these 16 sisters are taken to the desert and raised and trained to be warrior princesses and to infiltrate this kingdom. And only one of them is going to go on to marry the king of Ithacana. And she ends up basically drugging her sisters to make it look like they've been poisoned so that her father will take her. She's like sacrifices herself for her sisters and makes him think they're all dead so that they they could get away and live their lives. That's quite fine. Yes. And she, but mostly because she believes she gets called the cockroach by the guy who trains them. In there, they're, they're basically tortured throughout As their in lives. Undestructible. Yeah, indestructible. He's tried to kill her multiple times, and she keeps bouncing back. Basically, the guy. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. So obviously, that's quite a difficult childhood, and then she's taken to Thakana, where the people are kind. They are very much about community and stuff. So the food is shared equally. There's no hierarchy between like royals and not royals. Everyone is get. Everyone gets enough to eat, everyone gets shelter, everyone takes turns in the army. Oh, and, and socialist. Yes, and she gets there and she's been told Ithacana is this horrible place and this whole time she's seeing it through this lens of like, well, they're showing me this but that's not true. And the more time she spends with the Ithacanian people, the more she's like, ah, I've been... She's like, I've been lied to. The more time she spends with him, she's like, oh, he's not really like some dark evil prince. He's just, he's actually a really nice guy. He's a hot guy I get to marry. <laughs> yeah. So they're married, but he doesn't ever push the whole consummation, the marriage issue on her. Because he's like, I'm away. And he's aware. He's Marid- a feminist king. Yeah. He's like, Meridrinian women are brought up to be submissive. And that's what he expects her to be, submissive and terrified of men and been told to always just like follow her husband's role and he's trying to he's thinking he's being nice to her and like trying to explain to her like i don't expect that from you you know i'm not this is not where we treat our women i don't expect you to be a submissive like wife so he's like uh, he's thinking he's helping her come out of her shell whereas the whole time she's trying to act submissive when she's really not so basically they have these storms these tropical storms all year round that protect the island and stop the bridge getting invaded and there's three months of the year where the storms kind of stop and they call that war, war tides so that means everyone attacks them and she's just there like oh how can I think Ithacana is so powerful if they are being attacked non-stop like they are non-stop under attack yeah. that's why all of their citizens like become warriors on and off they take turns because it's just like otherwise we wouldn't live yeah so yeah, and she just, through various circumstances, because of these war tides, there's a few times where he has to take her with him, whereas normally he would have isolated her from his people. She never would have found out her dad had lied, which is what her dad was counting on. But she's very good at her job, and before she kind of comes to terms with the Did fact... Did you find out why her dad had lied? Like, yeah, because he's a power-hungry arsehole. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. So, like, 
she because she's been raised away from her dad she doesn't know how bad he is and then she finds out over time as well all the things her father the king has done the Meridrinian king basically and how much people hate the Meridrinians and she's like but Ithacana's the bad guys and they're like uh actually no me explaining more to myself <laughs> <laughs> so it's like but she's very good at her job and she realises too late that she's wrong and she has already betrayed Ithacana before they fall in love before they have sex, like before she realises she's in love with him and then she thinks the worst bit is she thinks she fixes it and destroys the evidence and stops the message getting out and then he on a letter where she's written in invisible ink that she doesn't write so she basically wrote on all his paper she wrote in an invisible ink a plan to invade the bridge and then she thinks she's burnt all the paper he had a bit of the paper he sends that as a letter to the king saying he said and the worst bit is the letter to the king is saying because he's like demanding to get his daughter back to see her and like stuff and he's like no i will not give you your daughter i will not allow this to happen i will not do this i will not submit like, Ithacana will no longer be neutral if you do this, because they're neutral because they hold the bridge. Yeah. He's like, if you do this, we'll no longer be neutral. So he threatens war, and in that letter is her words betraying him. I don't know if this is spoilers, but it's like is that... halfway through the first book, so... I was going to say, which book are you on? Oh, I've, read, I've listened to all three now. Oh, okay. So the first two is their story, <gasps> and how that all shit kicks off. Mm. Laura is a badass. And then book three follows her brother, Keris, who's the heir to the throne, to the Meridrinian throne. Is there only going to be three books? No, there's going to be more. So Keris and Zara. Zara is the empress, the heir to the empire of a different kingdom, who's like a power, like who's in the middle between these two warring kind of nations. She is abducted as part of the events that happen in book one and two. Yeah. And Keris helps get her out. And then you get their backstory, which is running in tandem to book two of the first one. So book three is the events told from their side of the story, which because okay. then we don't get their POVs in the first two. But book three is all about their story in tandem. And then their story picks up in the next book after Zara, Lara and Aaron's story has finished. They get kind of a happy ending. That sounds really good. And then it carries but on with Keris's and I'm Zara's also story. I'm wondering if the physical books have a map because this sounds like it should have a map mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. the names all have very similar there's Meridrina there's Ithacana and then there's another one that begins with M that I kept confusing in the beginning can recommend the books are really good I've put them in my library yeah the first the first audiobook has storm sounds in between the starts of all the episodes because ah. of the storm kingdom second book has war drums oh. at the start of the episode at the um, chapters and then the third one, I can't remember what they had, but it's like always contextually appropriate for the story. It's a nice little touch. Cool. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that it got recommended to you. Yeah, and know, it, I can listen to it. it's got male and female narrators as well for the different oh. POVs as well, which I quite like. Men doing women and women doing just because they're sometimes really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes not too bad. They're really good, really, really good books, and the world is really rich. And the smart scenes get a lot of hype on TikTok. I don't think they deserve the hype, but they were fine. Uh, some people hype any smart. Mm. Yeah. And also, some sex scenes do not deserve to be called smart. Mm. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> not every sex scene needs to be referred to as smart. Yeah. Smart is like... 
quite good sex. Yeah. <laughs> and on high, it's just like, yeah. So, yeah, I've read quite a lot actually during yeah. this break. Good job. Mm. Good job. Good job. <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing Audible, I'm doing Kindle, and I'm and doing a right book now. all in tandem. <laughs> You're living like me now. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Grandpa. So yeah, yeah, did you have any more? Are we 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 no, we're done. We're all rest, caught up. The rest are just like all this graphic novels and stuff. Which I'm in the middle of reading loads of books, but mm. I will tell you about them when I finish them in okay. the next one. Cool. That's you guys all caught up. So yeah. we're back to our normal recording schedule, normal schedule of episodes. Yes. Um. Yeah, so please like and subscribe. Consider sharing if you know mm-hmm. anyone that would enjoy listening to us. Yeah, we are we've got big plans for the podcast. It'd be nice if you guys helped us follow through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just being vomited on it's fine. Ah, lovely. <laughs> I think she's gloved it back up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yummy, Thanks yummy. for joining us. Thank you guys. We have missed you. Yeah. We hope well you haven't missed us because we've been here the whole time, but um we've missed you. <laughs> and we'll speak to you next week. Love you. Bye. Okay, so he would have been minus two when she was born. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> for you Gav (laughs) (laughs) that can be uh, moved to the end (laughs) she would have been four when he was like 18 or something I think (laughs) (laughs) this is why I shouldn't homeschool (laughs) we definitely would need a tutor for maths Yeah, we're going to blame that on baby. Moving on. <laughs> so anyway, that's how... <laughs> he was minus two when he was having this affair. Um...